What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Miami Sports Vibes podcast, YouTube channel with my guy Jacoby, as always. A little bit of a different setup for Jacoby. See, I'm rocking his King's hat. Got the King's jersey in the background. Jacoby, how's it going, my man? Hey, man, it's the bye week, so I'm all Kings this week, but it's going good. Uh, my schedule's definitely all over the place this week, so I'm making it work at home right now, so there we go. Uh, still going live, man. Still going live. That that's that's bi-week fashion, man. I appreciate you pulling up. Uh, you know, sorry for the delay, everyone out here tuning in. Uh, we're here, just like we said, we'll be here weekly, no matter what. Might be a little change, but we will definitely be here weekly, even on a bye week, man. We have plenty of things to talk about. Um, unfortunately, you know, Jacoby and I wish we were here talking about a Dolphins win this past Sunday because um, you know, six and three is good and all first place in the AFC is good at all, but we haven't beat one of those top tier teams. And Sunday was an opportunity to do so early game in Germany. We fell short 21 to 14, bit of a stressful game, a tale of two halves, man. One team dominated one half. The other team dominated the second half. You can say, um, man, what, what were your takeaways from that game? man? I know you wanted that one, uh, badly and we needed it as a fan base. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a tough one. Uh, Horrible start to the game. Um, first time being shut out in a uh, first half since 2021, and that was pretty – like could not have been worse timing. Um, you know, it was – they fought back. It was a great It was a great second half. Our defense didn't allow a point to them, which was really good. Um, but you're going to look back at, you know, the, the last two plays of the game where Tua misses a wide-open Cedric Wilson for the tie, Duh. and then he fumbles the snap for the – for the Kansas city win. So it was beyond frustrating. Um, you know, it's going to bring back a lot of the talk of the narrative that this team can't beat a good team. Uh, for me, I don't think that's the case, but I'm going to get into that a little later, but it was very frustrating, especially I had to get up at 6am for it. So that was even right. worse for me, but um, not, not a fun week, not a fun week, especially yeah. when you're, especially when you're there five days before them, that's more frustrating. Yeah, man. It's crazy because, you you know, you heard about Kansas City. You mentioned it. Kansas City was coming in on Friday. You know, Miami was there, you know, early on in the week. Well, it was Tuesday, right, Jacob? Yeah, they they flew out Monday. I think they got there Tuesday. So. Yeah. So, you know, you're you're there. You know, you're trying to stop the narrative. The team, you know, leads you to believe they're going to play a certain way. And for you to come out that flat, I mean, you put you you made the game difficult for yourself, man. I mean, giving up that opening drive touchdown to, to Kansas City. Um, that's just that's just terrible, man. It, it's it's just a terrible way to start. It was frustrating, and I was like, all right, one touchdown, I'm cool. Then two touchdowns, I'm like, yo, come on. And then I'm like, all right, the offense has got to come alive at some point, but they just didn't have it. It looked like the Chiefs had a good game plan. All of the stuff that we were trying to do in motion, they were ready to roll. When Tua rolled out of something, they already had a pass rusher there. It was just like, damn, but something – you know, McDaniel's got to adjust. He's got to expect teams are going to dial up stuff against him. What is he going to do to adjust? And it looked like that offense just couldn't get in a groove. You see a lot of people blaming Tua. A lot of people are blaming Tyreek Hill. A lot of people are blaming McDaniel. Who do you think is the most blame uh, for the team coming out as flat as they did specifically on the offensive end? I think it's a little bit of everybody. But, you know, the the Mike McDaniel that I keep trying to warn you all about definitely showed up this time. Uh, you know, what the hell is Ahmed doing in these huge drives? You know, Grant, I, oh, man. Ahmed's a good player. He's done good things for us. But why is he coming in in these crucial spots, especially when Raheem Moster has back-to-back -back over 15-yard runs in the in crunch time, man? Mm -hmm. And what the hell was that play call that led to the Tyreek fumble 
that led to the uh, – like, that's high school shit. You got two yeah. of the fastest receivers on your team, and you don't even drive it down towards the end zone. You run this screen pass fake that has not worked all year. Nope. Teams just blow it up every single week. So that it was just atrocious play calling. It was it was very frustrating. But at the same time, you're going to look back, you're going to see all these big plays that the Dolphins should have had. Uh, Tyreek missed a – a throw that Tua laid right into the bread basket. That would have been a huge first down in the, in the first half. Uh, there was just many plays. I, I think it's an overall team failure, but our defense came and balled the fuck out, dude. It was a, it was a, they, they were the only ones that showed up. Granted, they yeah. had a rough first drive, but they completely turned it on in the second half, but it was just beyond frustrating, especially when you have the most, one of the most dominant offenses in the NFL. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned it about the defense, man. I cannot uh, be more freaking stoked for what I saw from the defense. You and I talked about the addition of Jalen Ramsey coming on the team and how it was going to affect the other guys. Um, That's what I said. You were all on, hey, X, your guy is X. How is X going to do with Ramsey? And you you were on the money. You wanted to see both of them together, and this was the first time we were able to see both of them together, and they did not disappoint. And if if you think about it, did you hear Ramsey's name? Did you hear Xavier Howard's name? No, and that is a good thing because they locked down whoever the hell they were going up against. And it's just awesome because it opens up the door for all of these other guys and for the Dolphins defense and Fangio to really cook up. It was awesome to see uh, Ramsey and X out there with Javon Holland, uh, uh, Jalen Phillips, and Bradley Chubb, man, another performance where Bradley Chubb now, it, it looks like he's here in the chatter. Whatever he's doing right now, he needs to stay on that because the confidence is uh, sky high. And it's awesome to see, man. You mentioned the first drive was a little bit tricky for them. No doubt about it. But the fact that they were able to put um, a good performance after that, giving up 14 points to the Chiefs, giving up 14 points in a half, shutting out the Chiefs in the second half. And I think they held Mahomes, if I'm not mistaken. These are my calculations. I'm pretty sure it was under 40 yards. I have not stack checked that, but um, mental note while I was watching the game, I made a big deal. I was like, wow, this team is really holding Mahomes to about under 40 yards in the second half. Like, that is awesome. And it, it goes to show you how, like, all right, why can't we have two sides of the ball playing good at the same time? I just don't understand it, man. But um, what what are your, you, you know, you mentioned the defense, man. Do you think this is uh, a site that we're going to see moving forward now if we stay healthy? Absolutely. I think this was the first game that the defense was fully healthy for, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. You know, we're just missing A-chan right now on the offensive side. Mm-hmm. So I expected to see it. Bradley Chubb, man, if you would have told me, if you would have told me three weeks ago that this was going to be his numbers, he was going to have four consecutive games with a uh, sack. I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have believed you. Uh, if you look at his stat lines, dude, he's matched his career high year with Vic Fangio already through nine games of the season. So. I expect him to have a huge second half of the season. The defense was just amazing, dude. That you know what was even more infuriating was you had Travis Kelsey for two catches and twenty something yards, and we were down twenty one. So that 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 was just really infuriating. You were doing what you were supposed to do, uh, but I mean you can't. And it's just it's just Miami just shoots himself in the foot, man. Like you squandered a perfect opportunity to go up two games in the division going into the bye week into the bye week. And now when you come back, you're going to play a rejuvenated Raiders team who is having all the confidence in the world right now and, and against the jets in the same week. So it was just a squandered opportunity, dude. And it's going to, it's going to sting them 
a lot this week. I don't think any of them are going to let go of that one this week, especially because of how it ended, especially for Tua. Yeah, the good thing is that, you know, like you mentioned, A-Chain, uh, he is on the way back if all things go well. Obviously, he has an extra week to rest, which is a good sign. Things are leaning towards we're getting him back to this offense, and that is awesome. You know, uh, me and you were bummed out about him going down in the first place. Pretty much because his development, we talk about young players riding confidence, and that's big time. So uh, I'm excited that we're going to get him back. But, man, yeah, it, it was an opportunity that was a letdown, man, especially like you mentioned, man. I mean, uh, Jets losing, Bills losing. It just uh, opportunities are there again. The same thing happened when we played Philly. The Bills lost that game. You had an opportunity to take a two-game lead in the division, and the Dolphins failed to do so. And it's always at the hand of a uh, good winning team, man. I was looking at their schedule, Jacoby. The Dolphins have won on the road in weeks one and two, and since then have not won on the road. All right. Everyone mentions about not beating the good teams. But do you think, uh, is it a fact that, are you concerned that Miami can't beat good teams or more that Miami can't win on the road? Well, this was, this was the topic I wanted you to bring up this week. Uh, I don't think it's beating good teams on the road. Any team that's going to face Buffalo, Philly, and Kansas City all on the road, it, like no team is going to go 3-0 and unless you are probably the best team in the league. Right. I'm not on board with the narrative that the Dolphins can't beat good teams. The Chargers are a horrible team, and we were just all over the place week one. Granted, our offense was hitting, but we were just all, like uh, in big moments. We had the snapping issues. We had turnovers. Um especially against new England. We made that one close. Like, I think it's the matter that the dolphins cannot win on the road. Uh, you know, Mike McDaniel is five and seven on the road as a head coach since coming to Miami and every game on the road, there is constant communication errors, penalty errors, uh, just scratch your head type of errors that the dolphins just can't capitalize. Like Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill had a wide open catch against Philly. That would have been a touchdown and he drops it. We don't see that often from Tyreek yeah. Hill. Uh, same thing, same thing against Kansas city uh, Tua made an amazing throw to Tyreek just drops it. I think this team just can't handle pressure. And I don't think it's because it's good teams. Like they competed with Philly. They competed with Kansas city, but when it comes up to the big moment and the crowd's loud, it's all bad for Miami. And, you know, you don't see that when they're at Hard Rock Stadium because Miami has an amazing home field advantage at Hard Rock Stadium. Yep. Teams, team, you got to be really built differently to win in Miami. It's 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 a tough environment. So I'm not on board with the narrative that they can't beat good teams. I'm on the narrative that they can't win on the road. And I think those are two different things. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think that's interesting. I think a lot of people are sleeping on that and not really – uh, putting that into consideration, but I mean, you, you nailed it right in the head. I never thought about that. This is now that you mentioned it, I'm kind of thinking about it, and it, it, it's kind of true. You know, uh, you mentioned it to me earlier that uh, Mike McDaniel has a five and seven record on the road as a head coach. Like, that's it's a little bit concerning, man. You know, yeah, you, and I hate to cut you off, but like yeah. in those five wins, Chargers, Bears, Lions, Patriots, and mm -hmm. I'm sure I'm uh, and Ravens in that comeback game. Those are the five wins he's had on the road. That's dating back to last year. You look at that stretch last year, you know, we choked against Buffalo because right. he couldn't make adjustments and he abandoned the run game. We made silly mistakes and penalties. The Chargers game, the hell happened the hell happened to that game? Like it was just scratch your head. Like, what what are they doing out there? The Niners game was that was competitive, but they cracked at the big moments. Like, yep. I, I think 
I think it's I think it's going on the road kind of thing. I don't think it's a going up against a good team thing. Now, a lot of people also I, I want to stay on that topic because a lot of people, a lot of people that have been critical of Tua, um, always mention Tua in the big games, man. And you know, Tua has shut up a lot of haters up this season and last season also um, from his play. Um, a lot of people are coming at McDaniel. A lot of people are coming at the Dolphins as a team, which is rightfully so. Um, but what about Tua? Are there any concerns about Tua necessarily in the big games with you? I mean, the thing with Tua, it's just like I kind of I kind of agree with the the take with Tua that I mean he doesn't really let plays develop. Uh, he's just a get it. Like, like the whole narrative that he looks at the first read, it's kind of true, the mm-hmm. thing with Tua. But, like, there was a couple plays where, you know, he gets the ball and he directly goes to Tyreek. But if you but if you look at the play, like, Waddle's wide open, uh, Smy's wide open. Like, it's just like – I feel like Tua really just needs to settle down. And these, this always happens on the road. This is always on the road. Yep. yep. Uh, this happened a couple times against Philly as well. Like, I feel like I feel like it is Tua just needing to settle down. And just let the play develop. Uh, but at the same time, you know, this this whole team has trouble communicating when when the crowd is extremely loud and they commit false starts like all the time and the, the snapping errors. You know, I think they need to do a better job in mentally preparing themselves for that because that's just a mental game. Right. Uh, I, I, could, I could see that, man. And it's it's frustrating because, you know, we're six and three. And, you know, normally you'd say, oh, six and three, first place in the division. Like, you you guys should take that. It's just, it's just, I think it's because we know how much money has been invested on this team, the trades, the hype, um, you know, the additions that we've made on the offensive and defensive sides of the ball. That's why we hold this team to such a high standard, man. And and I understand your frustration. You know, you were texting me, um, you know, going on. I was a little bit more optimistic than you. Um, you know, you, you, you were going off, and it's rightfully so, man, like this – that this team that that stuff is disappointing. You, you want to beat a good team at some point in time, and it sucks because we won't have another opportunity until, you know, uh, something that until Dallas, I guess, and that's all the way in on Christmas Eve. Like that's yep. just uh, that that sucks, man. It really sucks, you know, because, you know, let's say we beat the Raiders off the bye week. Everyone's gonna, no one's gonna change at all. It's like, yeah, well, we're supposed to do that. Same thing with the Jets, even though their defense is good. Same thing, Commanders. Tennessee Jets again it's until Dallas and it sucks for for a whole month man but um has has this six and three start changed your perspective on how you feel about this team for the second half of the season it's not the start it's the lack of moves at the deadline Um, another lineman went down yep you're once again thin at at the line and a lot of people are you know, getting pissed off that Tua missed the snap because he had Tyreek wide open down the middle on that last play. But do you guys realize the line got completely blew up? Yeah. Even if he would have caught the snap, like Especially right in the like, middle too. The lack of moves at the deadline is what's making me change my perspective on the outcome of the season. Uh, I don't see this line holding up. That's just my opinion. Um, the defense looks so much better, so I hope they stay healthy because one injury to that defense, and you're talking. It's it's bad. Like if you have to put Cater Kohu back in Ramsey's position, like it's like with like in mean, Ramsey's role, you're gonna see what happened against Buffalo a lot more often. So um I'm 
that's why my I'm not mad at the record. I'm just mad at the lack of the moves the Dolphins uh, didn't make. I think it was I think it's careless because I don't think this window is going to be very long. But uh, but so I mean, but we'll see. Um, you know, you got you got the Jet, like you said, you got the Jets twice, Raiders, Commanders, Titans. Uh, that's that's ten or eleven wins, I think, right there. And then if you sneak one or two out of the t- the tough three to end the season, you're you you're gonna be. You're gonna be you're gonna be smooth sailing. I think you definitely win the division, but you gotta take care of the ones you gotta take care of. And the Jets are no the Jets are no rollover in my opinion. You guys can say whatever you want. I think the Jets game is gonna be tough, especially at MetLife. Yeah. And this Raiders team, they just fired their coach. They got nothing to lose, and that's always the dangerous teams. So yeah, you you have to come out swinging out of this bye week. You cannot like I feel like if you lose one of those two games, like they're gonna be fighting for their lives at the end of the season. Yeah, that could, you know, because you can't bank on Buffalo to keep, you know, losing games here and there, you know, and <laughs> you you really can't. You got to put your foot on the gas, man, and take over, man. I, uh, this comment here from Zell, Chris Greer, not really a good GM. You know, that conversation has been going around a lot, a lot for the last couple of years, man. I have a little bit of mixed feelings because if it wasn't for Greer, we wouldn't have a lot of these guys that are currently on the roster. But some of his moves are questionable. His draft picks are questionable. Him not making moves at the deadline. Um, are are you are you a Chris Greer guy? It's so back and forth for me. Uh, yeah, with it's Carter, hard. But it's really. Hard. I think his number one problem is he can't evaluate talent really no. good in the draft. I feel like he needs somebody to hold his hand during the draft, <laughs> and that's going back to Liam Eikenberg, uh, Noah Igbenogany, like th- those kind of picks. Like you could have had Jonathan Taylor. You could have had. Uh, you could even had a correct me. You could even had a Justin Jefferson. I'm pretty sure in 2020, but they took Austin Jackson, who's now looking like an all pro four years later. But <laughs> I'm just saying, like, um, you know, it's just I just feel like he has a lot of trouble in the draft. Like I feel like he strikes out more than he should. So um, that's what really gets it for me. Um, but he's been aggressive the last few years at the deadline, and I feel like he this was the perfect season to be to be aggressive and he and he didn't so that's what really dwindles my confidence in this team going in the long run i don't want to voice my opinions on what they on what i think this season will outcome i think we're too far away from that but i mean i still think they get into the playoffs but i mean i want i want to make a big run in in january but i don't have the best confidence in that right now yeah, and, and and that sucks, man, because there is a lot of talent on this roster. Um, you know, me and you have gone back and forth, which I always respect your perspective, and I appreciate you always keeping it real because it, I think that's that's good to be like that, and it's good that we see things from a different perspective. And I think it's important for you know um, people viewing and the people listening to this on audio for for them to hear two sides of different things because a lot of Dolphins Twitter and a lot of Dolphins fans are split. You know, I'm on the end where I'm actually really optimistic about this current season and it's crazy because the dolphins have done this to me before and i have looked like an idiot plenty of times and i'll admit that man they they've done it to us all at some point um i said i wasn't gonna go into that again uh they almost did it to me last year but i still had a lot of doubt last year i wasn't all in but this year they railed me in man after seeing what i saw from tua uh after knowing i have tyreek hill on my team you know, uh, having Jalen Ramsey, having Fangio, all of these additions, you know, you had, you know, Phillips into another year, a whole bunch of factors that led me to say, yo, this team could legitimately compete for a title if they stay healthy. 
And I, I'm still on that wave, man. I really do think so, man. They're six and three. I like the six and three record. Do I want to beat good teams? Hell yeah, I want to be good teams. Am I concerned that we haven't beat a good team? Of course, man. Like you want to win one. You want to win one as a fan. They they we deserve it, man, because the narrative gets in our heads too, man. Like we want to see this team compete against a good team. But at the same time, I like that we're six and three. I would take six and three through nine. I'm not used to that as a Dolphin fan. First place in the AFC East at the bye week through nine weeks. I will take that also. Um, and I mean, this defense, it's it shown me back-to-back weeks of what this defense is going to be like going forward, man. I mean, seeing seeing Bradley Chubb do what Bradley Chubb was paid to do, seeing Jalen Phillips, you know, take the leap, a little bit of a slow start again. I don't know why he does it, but at least now he's turning up. Uh, Javon Holland, who ha- who's had a solid season, he's out there. Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey together. Fangio now, allow, you know, being able to do the things he wants to do. That that was an awesome sight to see. I mean, 14 points against the Kansas City Chiefs. I know they're they're not the same offense anymore, but it's still Patrick freaking Mahomes. That was impressive as hell to see. If I have that defense going forward for the second half of the year, right? And then you have this offense who's led by Mike McDaniel, even though they had a bad game against Kansas City. You know you got MVP play from Tua. You have Mike McDaniel, the mastermind. Like, we were talking highly of Mike McDaniel. So, you know, I was out here saying, like, this dude is literally cooking up, like, everything. It's awesome to see. You have A-Chain coming back. I mean, I really believe that this team has way too much talent to just fold, man. It's going to come a point in time where we're going to win the big games. If it has to be in December, that's when it has to be. Just get into the playoffs, and I truly believe if this team stays healthy, man, you know, call me crazy, I still think we can compete for a Super Bowl. No, I don't think you're wrong. I just, I think the biggest enemy to this team is themselves. Yeah. And, you know, I think that, and that's including injuries too. Like it, it's going to come down to the things that um, we can control and injuries. So, you know, it's my optimistic might not be too big, but it can definitely change in those last three games of the season. I feel like if you show you can beat Dallas or Baltimore, I don't, I personally don't think. Like, I'm not confident in Buffalo. Like like I told you, I had Buffalo winning uh, 10 games this year. They might not even win 10 games. Yeah, They still got to play Dallas. Buff- uh, they still got to play Dallas, Kansas City, uh, Philadelphia. Uh, they, they still got so many more opponents. I'm not sold by them. So, um, you know, if, if Miami can get to that last game of the season without it really not meaning anything, you know, I, I that, that's going to be great for them because then they can rest some guys and get ready for the postseason and ha- and hopefully have a home field advantage. Cause I think that will go a long way, but uh, you know, it, it doesn't, I, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not having fun this season. I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's bleak right now. It's just, I want that narrative to change so bad that, you know, they can win in big time situations and they'll have those chance to, but now my main focus is they have to take care of take care of business in this next stretch of games. Cause if you can't, they will be, it will be like last year. They will fall apart and they will be fighting for their lives. Uh, let, let's let's hope we we don't get to that, man. But you said it on the money, man. If you had to, uh, one more question here before we hop into our fantasy segment. If you had one thing uh, to one thing that get that keeps you having hope in this team in the second half of the season, if you had to narrow it down to one thing, one side of the ball, one player, just one thing, what what it what's giving what's keeping you afloat and confident. That's a tough one because <laughs> I think there's too many. I think there's too many guys, but I think Tyreek got a little bit inside of his head this week. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, Tyreek Hill 
definitely was all about the emotions for this game against Kansas City, and I think that definitely uh, you know lit a fire under Kansas City, uh, definitely. But you know, I'm gonna say Tua because um, we know it. We we know from the from many experiences these last two years that this team's success depends on him, and he's beaten all the uh, the accusations of him not gonna finish out the season. Uh, he can't. He won't be able to stay on the field. He has. He's. He's out there. He's grinding every day, and I think he's going to take us as far as he can. And I know he's going to. I know he's going to come out with a fire for next week because, trust me, I, I doubt that was a fun ride home for him this weekend. So, uh, I think having Tua leading this team, I. I think I feel comfortable with it. I love his leadership this year. Everyone is bought into him. There's no denying that, and it's going to be as far as he takes us. And th- there's no other reason to not pick someone else, in my opinion. So. Yeah, I I would agree with you, man. It all starts with Tua, man. He's the one that's going to lead us. We know damn well if Tua goes down with with, with something, it, it's there. That's it. Season's over. So I think it starts with Tua. That's how we got six wins in the first place. Tua is the main reason. Obviously, Tyreek Hill had a lot to do with that. But it starts with the quarterback, his work ethic the way he's been playing out there and the confidence that he's been playing. And I think he's going to work hard and I think we're going to have a good uh, second half of the season, man. I I, I really do. Uh, would you agree with that? No, absolutely. Like yeah. I think they're going to come out fighting against uh, Vegas, but like I said, they're a sleeper. You know, they got all the confidence in the world right now after firing their coach. Do not take them lightly. You know, you got to take care of New York. Their defense is going to be a tough, but you know, they, Chargers didn't do anything against them and they still beat them by 20. You got to go in and got to make plays. You win those two games in a span of five days, get you get a little bit of an extra week. And then it's, you got, you got two winnable games right there. Get as much wins as you can. I think it's going to be a fun second half for sure. Yeah, I I agree with you. Uh, We will have more topics to talk about uh, surrounding the dolphins on next week's show. And then we will get ready for our matchup against the Raiders. Uh, But for this episode, we are on to our fantasy segment of the week where Jacoby gives his start and sit advice from the quarterback position, running back, uh, wide receiver, and tight end. Um, Jacoby, hey, hey, man, you had uh, a little, a little, a lot of people on a bye week this week. I saw, man. I, I believe, I believe you went down late. You were winning majority of the day uh, in the league that we're in. But uh, how, how, how are the rest of your leagues doing, man? Man, it's so annoying because. Um, Lamar Jackson, they go out and beat, they go out and blow out these teams and he puts up like less than 15 points. So that's <laughs> yeah. going to cost it. I was up one with the jets defense still a play on the other guy's team. And even though they got blown out, they still put up like nine points. So I lost, um, broke my five game winning streak, but yep. it's all good. And of course I have you this week, the week Justin Jefferson comes back. So I gotta be, I gotta be on my a game this week for fantasy, but uh, I'm all good. My other league, I took a win somehow. I mean, I had a lot of injuries, but I'm doing good. I feel, I'm still feeling good about my team. Listen, man, you broke a, uh, you had a, uh, five game winning streak, you know, ended and I snapped a five game losing streak, man. Finally got a freaking win. And now look at this, man. Perfect timing. We got a dolphins bye week. You know, you think we're going to chill, but now me and you are going head to head in a fantasy matchup. I'm excited for this one, man. We got, got some bragging rights coming up. Yeah, we'll see. Show, yeah we'll see. We'll see for sure. <laughs> so best of luck. But um, what what are we at? We're in week. Why do I lose? Week 10. Game? Week 10, man. How are you feeling about the quarterback position this week? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say for, I'm going to say off the bat, I hate 
the slate of games this week. There's Same. no fun matchups at all. Yep. <laughs> so I, I this one was kind of funny to do, but we're starting with my starters for the week. I'm going to pick the man who's making his return, and I think it's going to get this offense a little bit more kicking. They're going up against the Falcons, who are 27th ranked against quarterbacks. I think Kyler Murray making his return this week is going to have a fun first game back. I'm going to have him going over 15 uh, fantasy points in PPR leagues, so I'm going to start him if I got him, especially uh, if you drafted him late. Get him in there. Yeah, I picked him up, and then I dropped him because I just I couldn't. I, I don't know why I didn't put two IR slots. I don't know how you feel about having two IR slots, but I no, I, I was I was upset about that. <laughs> I, I was I didn't realize it, dude, until I was like, oh, well, why didn't I do that? And it was obviously too late. And I, you know, Palmer and and Jefferson for me, you know, a lot of people have uh, Jefferson and A Chain in some leagues. I saw um, in a couple other leagues, and I'm like, damn, yeah, two IR spots is definitely necessary i fumbled the bag on that one man but who hey, else before i go on to my next one i want yeah. you to highlight the comment about a rod that yeah. was just yeah this shit is so annoying like <laughs> it is so annoying want to be superman over there like you cannot tell me a 41 year old is going to come back from an achilles rupture in two months like i'm literally getting so, i like aaron Rodgers. i've loved aaron Rodgers for a long time so i just can't get over i'm like dude you're gonna get you're gonna rush yourself back because you're trying to just be this guy who just proves medical wrong all the time. You're going to re-rupture your freaking Achilles again. And I'm not even going to feel bad for him. Like, this shit is so annoying. Like, I, I can't get over it. Like, he's not coming back. No. If the Jets let him come back, there's got to be b- bigger conversations like the same shit with Tua last year. Like, that is so annoying. It's crazy how much you, you see in the chatter. And he's just going around, you know, flinging the football out before the games. Like, no. you know, getting all the attention. Like, th- this dude is like. And he even he even said, like, yeah. he, he was like, well, I was just kind of kidding when I said a few weeks. Like, he's not coming back. If he comes back, that is that is ridiculous. And I'm not going to feel bad for whatever happens to him. Yeah. And if he's if he's fine, like throughout the later half of the season, I, I truly believe the Jets aren't even going to be in for a wild card spot or anywhere near it. So it would just be ridiculous. They have the point. worst line in the league as well. Like just the imagine Jets would that. be insanely careless to let him play again this year. That line is terrible, bro. Like it's so bad. It's so bad. Like it's just oh my, I, I can't. Jets- if it was like an Achilles, if it was an ACL, like maybe not a full tear, then yeah, I'd probably buy it, but. <laughs> An Achilles rupture is an insane injury. Like, no freaking way. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm tired of this wannabe Superman shit, dude. Yeah, no, 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 man. I'm t- listen. If they want to do that, good, good luck, good luck for next season, man. I mean, yeah. shit, bro. Like, you're gonna put a rod with that with that line. Good luck. Jet's gonna jet though, man. What else you like in the? Yeah. So my here? second stardom, I got him uh, against the Chargers. I'm gonna definitely get him as a as a bounce back. He's a QB 12 in PPR leagues, uh, had a rough game against the Raiders, but just had a bye week. Uh, Jared Goff going up against the number, the ranked 31st pass defense for the Chargers. Give him a good, uh, he's going to have a good week for sure. Nice, nice. Jared Goff. Honorable mention to CJ Stroud. I feel like if you have, I feel like if you have him, you just have to start him. He's playing out of his mind as a rookie, but uh, what, what a performance from him this week. I freaking love that guy. And he just continues to just, like I'm, he continues to impress me even more. Just where I'm already satisfied, and he just keeps leveling up. It's insane, man. Shout out to CJ Stroud. Um, and then for my sit-ums yeah. this week, um, it's kind of redundant because I'm this is my quarterback, but I'm gonna sit Lamar Jackson if I can. 
uh, Lamar Jackson, who is putting up great numbers, but then he has games where the team, like either they get blown out or they blow out the team, he still puts up less than 12 points. His last two weeks, big wins for each team, but he's had less than 12 points. And now he's going against the number ranked, number two ranked defense against quarterbacks against the Browns. So if I have better options, I'm going to bench Lamar. All right. Who who else are you not like? Yeah, and then also, uh, you know, uh, props to him. Big game in his in his uh, Vikings debut, but now he's going up against the number uh, seven ranked defense against quarterbacks in New Orleans, uh, who have a really good defense. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit Dobbs this week. Uh, he is the QB ten right now, but I think New Orleans is playing at a really great level right now, and I think they'll give him trouble for sure. Okay. Okay. And um, so on to the running back position. Yeah. My first running back stardom, it's a division rival, but I think he's uh, he should be the front runner for comeback player of the year right now. Uh, uh, that's going to be Brees Hall. Uh, he's been playing out of his mind since coming back with uh, from injury. He's scored over 20 points in three of his last four games. Uh, only had 10 points against the Chargers, but I think he has uh, an even better one this week against the Raiders, who are ranked 29th against the run. So Brees Hall will be my first guy. Okay, okay. And who else? Yeah, and then uh, my second one, also going up against uh, a bottom-tier ranked defense against the run. And uh, I think this is a make-it-or-break-it uh, week for this coaching staff over in New England. Uh, give me Ramondre Stevenson okay. over in Germany against the Colts. We've heard the rumors today that Bill Belichick could be – on his way out if they lose this week. I don't know if I totally buy that, but I feel like uh, if that's true, why not get your best weapon involved? So I think this will be a big week for him. Uh, I, they sure hope so over there because that dude was supposed to be a beast and supposed to be a top running back mm-hmm. in fantasy this this uh, this year, man. Um, what else are, are you feeling? Well, are you not feeling now in the running back? Yeah, so uh, back-to-back weeks over 20 points for this running back. Uh, he's the running back – 26 in uh, PPR leagues, averaging 17.3 points. But I think he gets a uh, gets a rough start this week against Detroit, who are ranked second against the run, and that's Austin Eckler. Just simply don't like the matchup. And if the Chargers play anywhere how they played this week, uh, I feel like it'll be I feel like they'll be um, uh, passing a lot more too. So Austin Eckler is, is so weird. Every time I watch, he's, him, yeah, he's been weird this week. I'm not gonna lie, or this it, year. Yeah, <laughs> it's like his his. His rushing attempts, I feel, even last year though, I feel like he just he doesn't really get like these crazy runs, bro. But he always ends up with so many fantasy points, I guess, because he you know p- catches out of the backfield and all. But it's like, yeah, if you're in a PPR league, he's he's cheese for you. But other yeah. than that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little bit, it's a little bit weird, man. The way I feel about Eckler. Who else? Are you? Yeah, my from? second one. Uh, he's projected to come off the IR this week. Uh, I don't think he'll be utilized a lot, and a lot. I know a lot of people have been saving him for when he comes back, but he's going up against the sixth-ranked defense in the run, and that's James Conner. I'm going to stay away from him this week. Ooh. he's wait, he's coming back this week. I've heard projections that he was ready to go last week, and I heard that he was supposed to come back this week. So, oh, okay, that's what I've been hearing. Uh, I've heard it on fantasy as well. Uh, okay. He was limited today. And last week he said he was ready to go and he felt per- pretty uh, perfectly fine. So I'm going to sit him regardless, though, if he comes yeah. off. Yeah, I think you should wait and see, especially against that matchup, yeah. man. All right, so on to the wide receiver group, man. How you feeling about this one? Yeah, it's it, it it's cause for concern over there in San Francisco right now. So uh, their pass defense has actually fallen to the 30th ranked in uh, fantasy leagues right now. So I'm going to give Christian Kirk the start. 
I'm not going to give it to Ridley yet because I think Kirk's been a more favorable target to Lawrence other than Ridley, who's the wide receiver 42. But don't don't put it a pass to have this be Ridley's breakout game. But I'm going to take the safe route and go Christian Kirk. Okay. All right. I wish. And then uh, I got another Chris um, over in New Orleans. Had himself a big game this week. Uh, give me Olave. Love the matchup. Nice. Uh, Olave's been, you know, Olave's when he's on, he's on, man. It's really mm-hmm. fun to watch. So, and uh, they're ranked 23rd. Minnesota don't got a really good uh, pass defense. Uh, defense. He's the wide receiver, 19. Had a great game against the Bears. I think this will be his uh, first game over the year where he goes over 20 points. I sure hope so. That would be a nice sight to see. Who are you staying away from? Yeah, yeah I bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this one might be uh, too obvious, but he hasn't been ruled out yet. There hasn't been confirmation of what's going on. But even if he somehow does uh, play somehow this week, I'm not going to risk it. Jamar Chase got a really bad back injury, didn't practice today. But they have not ruled him out yet. So, but I'm gonna, I, I'd sit him regardless. That, that to me is gonna be an obvious sit. Yeah. And then my second one, who's been the roller coaster story of the year, he's only a wide receiver top 10 because of his one game against the commanders, but that's DJ Moore. Don't like the matchup, uh, especially without fields. He hasn't been a favorable target. Uh, he's going up against Carolina, who's got a really good uh, ranked defense against the pass, uh, fifth. Yep. So, they I'm going to sure stay do. away from DJ Moore, who is also one of my players. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great. The only thing the Panthers are, are good at is stopping uh, the pass. That's it. Yeah. Everything else has been uh, has been hell for them, man. But what about the uh, tight end position, man? Yeah, I got two that. Daltons on my tight ends. Dalton Schultz and Dalton Kincaid. Schultz had himself a week with C.J. Stroud uh, throwing the ball. Had a breakout game, uh, 11 catches on 11 targets. For 130 yards and a touchdown for 27 points. He's got an even worse matchup against Cincinnati against tight ends. So I'm going to give Schultz another uh, another go. What uh, what a week from him it was. And Kincaid is slowly becoming the uh, the number one target over there right now besides Diggs. Uh, Kincaid has had uh, three straight weeks over 15 points, and I think that's going to continue into Denver, who are 30th ranked against the tight end. Okay. Yeah, he's been he's been turning up, man. He he really has. Uh, so who who don't who don't you like? Uh, well, who I don't like is uh, b- uh, pretty much based on matchups. Mark Andrews going against the number one ranked uh, Cleveland defense against tight ends, and especially with Baltimore more relying on the run, probably gonna sit him if I can. But uh, if you can't, just go with him because he's still a top five talent in tight ends. And Najoku, Najoku's beat up right now, and he's going up against the Ravens as well. Uh, who to talk about? He didn't practice today, but uh, they. Did mention that he, uh, they he should play, but even if he does, he's kind of banged up right now. Don't like the start. So okay. those are my stardom sitems. Uh, weird matchups this week for sure, but if it helps you out, great. Um, but I think um, I think it should be a good week for me for uh, for sure. So yeah, I was, I was for, <laughs> if, if if my bench comes alive, which I think they will, I could sit the guys I want to, and I think I should get some wins. So. Well, good good luck to you this week, you know, going against me. But the games are very weird this week, of course. <laughs> um, well, now uh, as we wrap up our show, we we you know we do on our show we we touch on the Thursday night game, and it is yet another ugly one. Last week we said it was the battle of the mid with the with the, <laughs> with the Steelers and the Titans, and just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, 
we got a worse one here to, uh, yep. this week. Panthers at Bears. Jacoby, I know you're excited for this matchup, man. Who's winning no, this one? No, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> um, I mean, if D- if I decide to start DJ Moore, I guess I'll watch it, but I don't want to start him. So, um, God, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one. Bears are at home, man. Yeah, uh, but I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm going to go with uh, the upset here. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Carolina. Really? Because uh, I've been seeing Chicago be more favored in it from what I've seen. And yeah, from talking with my friends, they think uh, they think Chicago is going to get that one. Uh, but I think Carolina gets the win. Uh, I think, you know, it's only a matter of time until Bryce Young follows up and tries to respond to C.J. Stroud and get all this talk out of his head. <laughs> but uh, give me give me give me the Panthers. I, I like Bryce Young. I, I think I think they'll get the win. Uh, give me. I'll say I was gonna give a I was gonna give a low score, but uh I'll do I'll do I'll do 24, I'll do 24 10, 24 10 Panthers. Okay. Hey, 24 points for Bryce Young. That's not bad to watch on a Thursday yeah. night football. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, poor Panthers, bro. Poor Panthers, man. Yeah, they can't even they can't even get a high pick with this. That sucks. <laughs> like, damn, man. Hey, that's um, on them, dude. <laughs> that that is their fault, bro. But I got um man, shoot, man. I liked the Panthers a couple weeks ago when I picked them to beat the Texans and they did, which was awesome. And then I picked them again to pick to beat the the Colts this past Sunday. They freaking sucked so bad. I was like, what was I thinking? Some of the picks that uh, Bryce Young threw, I was just like, I I can't pick this team ever again. So Uh I'm I'm going with the Bears. I think the Bears win by at least a touchdown. They're minus three and a half point favorites. I think they win at home. I don't think it'll be comfortable. I think it'll be an ugly ass game that I will not watch. Oh, absolutely. But, (laughs) But give me the Bears to win. I cannot trust the Panthers after what I saw last week. <laughs> all right. Hey. Well, there, there's, we'll, we'll see, but give me Panthers for sure. All right, all right. I got the bears. If you guys are watching that, anybody in this that's watching or listening to this show, if you guys are watching that game on Thursday night, God bless you. Cause Jacoby and I would definitely not be watching it, <laughs> but we will see you guys here next week. Uh, guys, I appreciate you chiming into the chat, tuning in, whether you're listening uh, on audio or watching it on YouTube. Please tell a friend to tell a friend about the show. We're here every single week talking Dolphins, fantasy, and uh, other news around the NFL. Hit that like button to support the show. Um, and Jacoby, I will see you next week, my brother. Yep. It's, you know, next week it's back to back to work for the Finns. And, you know, it will be Thanksgiving week just before we know it. Two games in five days after that show. So buckle mm-hmm. up, guys. It's going to be it's going to be a wild one. Sec- second half of the season coming up. Hopefully our Dolphins bounce back and uh, we take off from here. See you guys next week. Peace out.